Welcome to 4,000 Weeks, the weekly audio version of the weekly newsletter version of the weekly newsletter that we send out at 4kweeks.com. If you would like to subscribe to the actual newsletter, you can do that at 4kweeks.com. Why would you want to do that? You would want to do that because you get the occasional discounts that we put in there, contests, and then you can actually also click the links to all of the content that I'm recommending here. And there's some other interesting links in there too. I try to put a lot of really fun stuff that I find and make the newsletter super worthwhile. So maybe you do both. You know, maybe you subscribe to the newsletter and you subscribe to this podcast. Um, I'm going to try to stop saying um, so call me on it. Count the ums and send me an email. If you want to send me an email about anything, actually, I want to say this. If you want to get, if you're listening to this in December of 2023 and you want to get a head start on next year's goals, I would love to give you a 15% discount on a year goal poster. So email me, Spencer at 4K Weeks, and ask for it, and I will send it to you. I really want all of you to be focused on what you want and going and getting it, which just means you need to track your daily effort. A 4K Weeks year goal poster is perfect for that. All right, first things first, I owe you uh, the beginning of a dad joke. And so, what did the vet say to the pony who had a sore throat? We'll get to the punchline at the end. Right now, we're going to dive into the email. Away we go. Week 50 of 2023 has arrived. It is actually week 50 of the year 2023, which is insane. In Kansas City, it is unseasonably warm and there's a bit of cognitive dissonance around the fact that I'm behind on my Christmas shopping and I can wear a t-shirt outside. That is weird, but it is what it is. It's time for you to walk over to your 4K Weeks poster and fill in one more square, marking a week that has gone by that you will never get back. Are you done? All right. Here we go. This week, I was thinking about time as I was uh, making some Christmas presents, some last minute gifts on the CNC machine in the shop. You can actually see a video of that on the Sculpture Studios Instagram. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You'll just have to go find it. Um, I absolutely love this time of year, kind of beginning with the week of Thanksgiving as we're preparing for people coming over. I love hanging out with my family and friends. It doesn't happen nearly enough. And so I love this season. All of it. There's lots of get-togethers. At the same time, I always feel a little bit stressed pulling it all together. Not nearly as stressed as as my wife, who is kind of the reason for the, not the reason for the season, but like the energy behind the season. But when I'm thinking about doing all the work stuff and doing all the home stuff and trying to make all things and moments special and precious for the people around me, like what the reason, the thing I was doing on the CNC machine, I'm making, don't tell my friends and family, I'm making uh, the gift that goes with our family gift exchange. So we, we do like a gift card exchange and we put them all in and then there's rules, kind of like a white elephant. I'm making this blinking red arrow, a small version that I love and I want it to be really special and I want it to be amazing, but it just, it, there's just not quite enough time to do all of the stuff without a bit of stress. And I think that this is like the micro of the macro human experience. Maybe the stress about time is a feature, not a bug. There's a Jason Isbell song called "We Were If We Were Vampires, and there's a line in it that says, maybe time running out is a gift. I'll work hard till the end of my shift. And it's the reframing of that, you know, if there is not death, there cannot be life. If there is not dark, there cannot be light, which is something I didn't understand when I was a kid, but I, I'm understanding a lot more as I get older. Speaking of all of the work and making all of the things, my wife and I just soft launched 
a new brand that we've been working on called portofcuriosity.com. It's a curiosity cabinet. It's a collection of oddities. We love collecting things. There are stories in the things that we choose to keep around us. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's an interesting store and it's soft launch. There's a few things on there and it's going to develop as, as time goes by, but you can take a look. You can uh, subscribe to the Instagram page if you want. It's port of curiosity. Thanks for being here and listening and reading, uh, which depending on which platform you're on, I think of these weekly broadcasts as my way of sharpening the saw. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Stephen Covey and the seven habits of super awesome, amazing, wonderful people who do everything right all the time or whatever that book is titled. Uh, the seventh habit is sharpening the saw. And so after you kind of get all your crap together, you have to keep coming back and back and you know, reorganizing processes and, and touching things up, you know, changing the oil in your personal automobile and stuff. And so I think of this as part of my practice of sharpening the saw. And I hope you do too. I hopefully you are getting things out of it that are making you think, because if you are thinking, then you can choose whether or not you are acting the way you want to be acting and prioritizing the things that you want to be prioritizing. So let's get to the remarkable weeks. These are things that have happened in history this week of the year, things that I think are interesting. Week 50 in 1896. Guglielmo, I've never actually said that out loud before, Marconi, so I butchered his first name, but I know his last name is Marconi. The Italian inventor has his concept of wireless tele telegraphy, now known as the radio, made popular by the chief engineer of the British post office. So there's no word on whether or not he played the mamba. And if you get that joke, then we're about the same age. That's insane. So what are we talking? That's like 120-ish years ago, 130 years ago, that the radio, the, the, the physics behind radio waves was told to the world. That's insane. We, we live in the future. Um, number two, week 50 of the week or week 50 of the year, 1936, King Edward the VIII, which is eight, right? King Edward the eighth abdicates the throne of the United Kingdom so that he could marry a woman. And the reason he had to abdicate is because she had been divorced twice. In fact, she was currently married, but getting divorced. She had been divorced twice and the uh, head of the Church of England would not allow him, the king, to marry her unless he abdicated the throne, which is insane. He was the first monarch in the United Kingdom to abdicate the throne. He was also a, fa a bit of a fascist sympathizer. He met with Hitler, and you know, so we don't we don't need to shed any tears for that dude. But it's just super crazy. He was twenty two hundred and fifteen weeks old, forty two years. Oh, I should say Marconi. This is interesting too. I, I forgot to say this. Marconi was eleven hundred and eighty weeks old, only twenty two years. I think it's interesting. Like a lot of the low hanging fruit of how our world works has been picked now to discover something as world changing as the radio wave, you need to have a lifetime of experience, right? There, there is no, there are very few pieces of fruit, as far as we know, from our understanding of the world that are hanging down there for a 22 year old to pick. Kind of insane. Week 50 of 1968, Arthur Ashe was crowned the first African-American number one in the world of tennis. He was 1,326 weeks old, 25 years. So that does it for the remarkable weeks. This week's quote, this week's quote is from John Locke. I'm going to say it twice. I have always thought the actions of men the best interpreters of their thoughts. I have always thought the actions of men the best interpreters of their thoughts. 
That's John Locke. There are two ways, I think, to come at this quote, and I think the most common way to come at it is from the outside. I think the default interpretation is people thinking about other men and their actions, or women, right? Men is just a placeholder for human. The outer perspective I've heard restated in a quote by Maya Angelou, and I think she said this to Oprah, and I think when she said it, she was in her PJs. If you don't believe me, you can Google it. She said, when people show you who they are, believe them. Actions of men, thoughts of men. When people show you who they are, you should believe them. That's the, that's the external, that's the outside version of that quote. But I think there is another interpretation because we are all also men. And so that means that our actions are the best interpreters of our thoughts as well. And so this can be restated in this quote. If you show me your calendar, I will tell you what your values are. If you show me your calendar, I will tell you what your values are. What does that mean? That means if you tell, if you tell me that the most important thing in your life is family and friends, show me your calendar. And if it's full of business meetings that go until 7 p.m. every day and you're missing Christmas pageants and you're saying no to your friends when they ask you to go hang out, that is not where your values are. Those aren't your priorities. Your actions are showing you what your priorities are. And so I think we always think of things in the external, right? When I, when I say judge not lest ye be judged by these same standards, I don't say that to myself very often. I say that to other people, but I also am judging people, right? So we always see the external, not the internal. But I think the, this time of year... The internal is the most important part. So it's the holidays. Your to-do list will be there when you return from a week off. Take the time. Spend time with the people that you love. Make your actions square with what you say your priorities are. That's the quote of the week. I think that's a good one. Um, Let's move on to what I am consuming this week. This is the content that I'm consuming throughout the week. I try to be very intentional about this. Most of the time, sometimes I just like to listen to things because they're fun. Uh, this week, the first one is a pod- the podcast for the OG podcast, This American Life, episode 817. It is titled, The Cavalry is Not Coming. That phrase is near and dear to my heart. If you don't know what it means, you can look it up. I love, I've a whole bunch of people have said that to me in different contexts, and it has always hit home. But here's the thing, because the cavalry is coming typically means do it yourself. You know, you, you need to do if you if you suggest some initiative needs to be done in your committee meeting, you should be ready to do it. Right. You you have to do the work. Nobody is coming to save you. You don't have to Google it. I just told you what it means. But here's the thing. Sometimes when the cavalry doesn't show up, you and your troops get mowed down. And so I was hoping that this would be a podcast about people getting it done and it's, yay, we're doing it for ourselves. But actually this podcast is a downer, still totally worth listening to. But sometimes the cavalry not showing up means things don't go your way. And the one big takeaway is that the way we do healthcare in the United States is borderline insanity. And so I'll leave you with that there. The second podcast, The Daily, The Bad Vibes Around a Good Economy. The only reason I put this one in here, because The Daily is typically a news podcast, and so I don't often put it in here unless it really speaks to me, because it's super interesting how they talk about how social media and the way information or not necessarily information, but opinions get shared has totally changed. And there is a, you know, people who know these things think that there is a significant effect from social media around how people are feeling about the economy. And it is just a really interesting part of that podcast to listen about that section. 
The next one is Dealbook, the summit, Elon Musk's mindset, it's a weakness to be liked. This is the infamous interview where he drops the F-bomb in, in relationship to advertisers on Twitter. And it, it's a insane. He, anytime you can hear Elon Musk talk, it's typically worth listening to. And I am not a fanboy. Uh, just he, he's so much more intelligent than me. However, inside of him is a broken, sad little boy who wants his dad to love him more. And that is the saddest thing. And also a little bit terrifying because he is pushing the agenda forward more than anyone else in the world, I think, because of his intelligence and because of his reach, because he has been he has bet all of the chips on a number of businesses a couple of times. And those bets have paid off. And he rightly in the podcast says, you know, judge all of our companies. We make, you know, we make the best products. We don't we're not trying to sell people crap. And he's right. He's he's right. But also, I'm just not sure that the species should be pushed forward by uh, a person who has this kind of internal um, wiring. I would much I would much rather be led with love. Um, but it's an interest. You should listen to it. It's super interesting. The next one is the moment with Brian Koppelman, Rick Rubin. This is just recent in December 2023. It's his second conversation with Rick Rubin. Last week, I think I recommended the first conversation. Rick Rubin is speaking to me right now, uh, just as I th I'm in a transitional phase and creatively I'm thinking about what I am and what I'm doing. And, and Rick Rubin is like a a warrior monk with regard to creative output right now. Um, his book is super interesting and this podcast is super interesting too. I disagree about the comments about ACDC. I do not care for their music. That's the only part of it I disagree with, I think. Uh, next podcast, The Huberman Lab, Robert Greene, A Process for Finding and Achieving Your Unique Purpose. I saw the title of this podcast and I'm always interested in discussions about people's purpose and how they can find it. So I listened. It's a three-hour podcast. It is. It's a good podcast. They talk about a lot of stuff. Robert Greene is super thoughtful and intelligent. He has written the books um, Mastery, The Fifty Laws of Power, lots and lots of stuff about the actual dynamics uh, in human relationships. Super interesting. However, they're both two dudes talking about dude stuff, and the in the third, the last third of the podcast, there's a part about seduction. It gets weird and I didn't love it. And the only reason it gets weird is because we have to acknowledge that we are in a moment where uh, the dynamic between men and women is changing. And whenever, things, whenever the cart is dumped over, there's some disorganization. And I think there's a lot of disaffected young men out there who are struggling to find, struggling to be whatever they need to be so that they can have good relationships. And I just felt like as a person who as a 46 year old man who is confident and competent in my relationships and um, knows what it means to be a good partner. I just hit me wrong. The, the, the part about seduction just hit me wrong. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want, and I'm sure that they would not have said that this was what they were meaning. And I want to give them credit there. These are two good, thoughtful human beings with good ideas. It just, I always, you got to think about the audience and how they're perceiving it even though it's hard to think about the audience of this while I'm saying it. So maybe they deserve more credit than I'm, than I'm giving them. Uh, I just think that there was a way you could have listened to that podcast or that, that part of the podcast and heard that um, women are tricksy. You know, seduction is a two way street. It, it takes two to tango. No question about it. I just felt like there was a way a young person could have listened to that and, and heard that they needed to be something other than their true, honest, 
self in order to find love. I don't know. It was weird. Feel free to tell me I'm wrong. Spencer at 4kweeks.com. I would love to hear it. I mean, I wouldn't love to hear it, but I would love an email. Um, okay, so the last thing I'm going to, last content I'm going to tell you about is this Mark Rober video. And if you don't know who Mark Rober is and you have kids, you should stop this podcast and go watch his stuff with your kids. He's the guy who does the, uh, the porch pirate exploding glitter bombs. Spectacular, super duper interesting. But this video, and you just need to Google Mark Rober octopus. Uh, he had a pet octopus and he makes a maze for it. It's amazing, super interesting about octopuses. And just so you don't send me an email about this, that is actually the correct pluralization of, of multiple octopus is octopuses. It's not octopi. Uh, and so this video is awesome and amazing. He's amazing. You, your kids are going to love it. I've always loved octopuses and they are incredibly intelligent. Actually, he talks about this in the video. All intelligent animals in the world that we know of are on our branch of the tree, the same branch of the tree that, that we are on, except octopuses. And octopuses created their own intelligence. They, they are on a separate branch of the tree. They developed intelligence independently, which is crazy. So the last thing I want to talk about this week is the quote. Well, th this is what I'm thinking about this week. And it is, I guess it is a quote, but it's just the phrase, if it sucks, it's working. And as a little sidebar, I was thinking about it this week and I, I decided to ask Midjourney, which is the image generating AI, to make a beautiful needlepoint uh, of the quote if it sucks, it's working. And I don't know if you know this, but AI image generators do not deal with text well, much in the same way they don't deal with fingers well. They just see fingers, let's add more. They just see text, let's just add letters. And so that's what it's that's what it came up with. Which is hysterical. And so then I added the bottom, it sucks, it's working. Um, I just wanted to, I thought that would be funny. This is back to our, the port of curiosity.com that just, I just thought it'd be funny to have that in the world, a, a needlepoint of this, this quote that is sucky. Uh, and so that's what I've been thinking about this week. And the reason I was thinking about it is because years ago, I was talking with a friend of mine about a podcast that I had heard. And that friend and I were in a car this last week driving and we were talking about if it sucks, it's working. That's why it's in my brain. But originally five, six, seven, eight years ago, I was talking to him about a podcast. I think it was Radio Lab, And the podcast was about how through effort, you can actually change your physiology. I think they were talking about humans, but basically this is how it breaks down. Your cells do not like to be unprepared. They, they, they do not care for things being hard. And so they, they, they don't want to be operating at max capacity that's not a good situation. So if you want to improve your work capacity, if you want to improve your body's ability to take fuel and turn it into energy and contract your muscles, right? If that's what you want to do, then what you need to do is work them hard enough for long enough and then also give them the raw materials that they need so that they can restructure themselves to be able to easily handle the new demands. And I'm not sure, hopefully each and every one of you has an experience with this. Hopefully you have done something uh, the, something that relates to starting to work out, only being able to bench press 100 pounds, and then a few months later, after you have regularly done exercises 
bench pressing 100 pounds is no big thing and you could do it all day long. Hopefully you've had that experience. And that, if, if you have, that's what you're doing. You are stressing your cells. They don't like to be stressed. So they change so that the thing you are asking of them is no longer hard. It is easy. But here's the first rub about that. If, if you've done it, you know this. It sucks. There is pain and awkwardness and discomfort there. And if there isn't, you're not doing it. If you are working at the level that will instigate that change in your body, then you are uncomfortable. And you have to stay uncomfortable for a while to make it worthwhile for the cells to change. Like they're not just gonna do it. Like if you, if you do 100 push-ups today, tomorrow you're gonna be sore, your body will rebuild, but it's not gonna just suddenly make it so that you can do 200 push-ups. You have to keep doing it so that it's like, all right, dudes, we gotta get this figured out. We gotta change our structure so that this isn't a big deal anymore. And then like magic, your body changes so that like, you know, running a mile or squatting 200 pounds isn't hard anymore. But then here comes the second part of the deal, the second rub. Either you are getting stronger or you are getting weaker. There is no set it and forget it. And sure, it's not immediate. You know, you can work out for a whole year and gain a whole bunch of capacity and then go on vacation for a week. And you know, the, you, you might have to get back into it a little bit, but it's not like you've gone back to square one, right? But you, the trajectory has to be up and to the right or it is down and to the left. No, or it's down and to the right, right? Either you are growing or you're dying. There's just no, there's, there's, there's a moment, there might be a moment in time where you are neither growing and dying, but it is a moment. And if you are not adding energy into the system, then the next day you're getting, you're getting worse, right? And so, um, you know, e either, so just to belabor this point, I'm just, you know, looking at my notes, the, Either the trajectory is towards strength or the trajectory is towards weakness. And so the mantra that we came up with is, the, is this, if it sucks, it's working. And it applies to a whole bunch of things in life. If, if it is hard enough that you don't love it, you are probably getting better at it. And this actually in that book by Adam Grant, I think, um, Finding Mastery, I think, is it Finding Mastery? I can't remember. I've mentioned it in a few, uh, a few weeks before. It's the most recent book for him. Um, he talks about the people who are most successful at learning foreign languages quickly are the people who are not afraid to be to look dumb. They just throw themselves into uncomfortable situations and make a whole bunch of mistakes in a day and they aren't embarrassed about it. Most of us don't learn a foreign language because we're terrified to go out in public and ask for a baguette in French because we think we might be asking for a dirty sock and we can't handle the social shame of, of that mistake. But if you wanna get good at speaking French, you just have to go out into a French city and speak French and have be okay with 50 different people laughing at you because of the stupid thing that you said. That's how you improve. That is uncomfortable. You are getting better at it. If it sucks, it's working. And so we were, so that's the five years ago. That's how we came up with it. If it sucks, it's working. And, but in the car, both of us had the insight that it applies to a lot of things in life. There's, a, you know, obviously exercise, fitness, um, learning a foreign language, learning any new skill. If it sucks, it's working. But there are some things <laughs> that it doesn't apply to explicitly. Relationships. If a relationship sucks, you should get out of it. It's not going to get better by pushing through the suck, right? You're not getting better at this relationship because it sucks. Um, work processes. If a work process sucks, you should stop and figure out why and change it. And so we were just thinking, well, I wonder what other things are on the list uh, of explicitly do not apply to if it sucks, it's working. And so if you've got any suggestions, either things that fit the category of if it sucks, it's working, meaning you have to push through and in pushing through, you will get stronger. 
or I would love to hear things that it, you know, does not apply to. And I think uh, we're almost done here, but you know, people say, uh, if it doesn't kill me, it makes me stronger. That's actually not true, <laughs> right? Uh, you could, uh, somebody who is, who has recovered from an injury, uh, it doesn't necessarily make you stronger. Sometimes you're just happy to get back to the same amount of strength as before. So think, think deeply about whether or not it has to suck for it to be working. Uh, but send me an email, uh, Spencer at 4K Weeks, if, if you have any thoughts. That is the email for the week. I owe you the punchline to the dad joke. So here it is. What did the vet say to the pony with a sore throat? There's nothing to worry about. You're just a little horse. <clears throat> Gotta love them. If you have any feedback, please send me an email. I would love to hear it. Otherwise, I hope you have a spectacular week. Thank you for being here. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you have any suggestions, please let me know. If there's anything I can do to help you out, please let me know. And I got to stop talking some point. So I'm going to stop now. <laughs>